Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm David Marsden from The Evening Standard. Follow the leader or hit subscribe and you'll get our news, analysis and commentary every day at 4pm. Give us a rating wherever you get your podcast too. Now, from The Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. My concern is that over those five days, you could have three households uh, hugging, kissing, all the things we normally do at Christmas time. And uh, what would be really, really heartbreaking, uh, knowing the vaccines now being rolled out, is if you inadvertently pass the virus on to an older relation. London Mayor Sadiq Khan speaking on BBC Breakfast isn't the only one worried about the Christmas bubble. That's the five days from December 23rd that will allow families to join up with two other households. An Ipsos Mori poll for the Evening Standards found half the public think the rules aren't strict enough and there's pressure on the Prime Minister to make a U-turn from politicians and doctors. But will he? Our political editor Joe Murphy's here. Joe, it doesn't look like there's a lot of support for what was once described as saving Christmas. You're absolutely right, David. We've got a survey by Ipsos Mori today which asks people, do you think the rules are strict enough, too loose or about right? And the answer is not good from the government's point of view. You have a clear majority of elderly people, the people who are most at risk, um, say they're not strict enough. So clearly there's some anxiety among old people that they are likely to get, more likely to get infected over Christmas. And only 49%, about around half, think the rules are about right. That's not a good starting place, but there's much bigger pressures than that on the government today. Keir Starmer has just waded in. He's calling on the Prime Minister to convene an emergency COBRA meeting to review the rules. In our paper, we've got Jeremy Hunt, the former Health Secretary, saying that he thinks there should be a review of the rules. The Mayor of London, Sadiq Khan, he's piled in. And in a rather dramatic move... You've got the Health Service Journal and the British Medical Journal, two very respected organs of medical experts, doing a joint editorial saying that this is a rash decision and they're asking the government to reconsider what they say has all the hallmarks of a blunder. But it wasn't that long ago, Joe, that the pressure was on Boris Johnson to keep Christmas alive. This is what people said that they wanted and the Prime Minister was talking in the Commons and elsewhere about how he wanted to save Christmas. He can't do a U-turn now, can he? I think the political pressure on the Prime Minister not to be the Grinch who cancels Christmas, or more to the point at this sort of juncture, not to be the guy who got it wrong over Christmas, 
Well, that pressure is really high. And let's think it through from a consumer point of view. Lots and lots of people have made plans for Christmas Day. A lot of people will have bought travel tickets for between 23rd of December and the five days thereafter, and they've spent money. People can't just change their plans off the top of their head. Lots of other people, when it's coming to the point where you need to buy your ticket, uh, if you're going to get a seat on one of the packed trains over the Christmas period, uh, and, and they don't know what to do. And then, of course, there's lots of elderly people who'll be thinking, I really don't want to catch this virus, but how do I say no to my family? And there's lots of families saying, what do we say to Granny? We don't know whether to see her or not. And we've got ministers today saying, oh, well, of course, we've always meant you to do the minimum at Christmas, not the maximum the rules allow, which sounds to me like they're getting cold feet. That was Stephen Barclay who was doing the media rounds this morning. Is that comment in itself, Joe, an indication that the government is maybe thinking about changing the rules? Well, to be fair, the detailed guidance, which you can read online at gov.uk, has always said this isn't a, a green card to do what you like at Christmas. Um, they've always said you've got to you know, keep washing your hands and social distance where you can. But it's very much a, a, a bucket of cold water when ministers start coming out saying do the least you can in terms of indoor socialising. I think ministers are worried, but let's face it, over the last few weeks we've had a second wave that has been more severe than ministers thought would be the case. We've had tier two restrictions that have failed to arrest the rise in numbers, let alone bring them down in places like London. We're now having tier three restrictions, the most severe form, and suddenly, on the 23rd of December, the rules will currently change to a position where families can socialise indoors. And of course, we all know, David, that if three families bubble together on Christmas Day, they're quite likely in some cases to say, well, we'll bubble together with another couple of families on Boxing Day. And suddenly your bubble of three turns into a great big bubble of six or nine. And then, of course, there's this new variation of COVID-19 that Matt Hancock was talking about yesterday that's just been discovered. Could that be the excuse the government needs to make a U-turn? This is new information. We didn't know this at the time we were making decisions, so we have to make new rules to counter this. I think the new strain, although there's no evidence yet that it's more dangerous than the old strain, is really a very convenient opportunity, if the government is minded to take it, to take decisions that they don't want to take, but they're never going to have a better opportunity or a better excuse than this. We've full coverage of the story in the newspaper and at standard.co.uk. Now. £700 million. That's how much London will lose between now and Christmas under Tier 3. That's the consequence of theatres shutting down, restaurants closing, bars shifting to takeaway only, and only if they can. The figure's been worked out by our business consumer editor, Jonathan Prynne, who's with me now. Jonathan, this really doesn't look good. No, it's, it's horrible. Uh, it's absolutely horrible, particularly for hospitality and the cultural sector. Theatres, it's so cruel. They've just begun to start opening again, putting on productions again for socially distanced audiences and by all accounts that have been going really well. And now that's all taken away. Hospitality have had two weeks of trading after the November lockdown. That's all taken away. It's the busiest time of year for 
bars, restaurants, pubs, normally they'd be making the profit that would see them through the quiet weeks of the winter. It's all gone. How are these businesses taking this? Do they feel like they've been unfairly hit by something or are they kind of accepting that these are the sacrifices that the entire country is having to make in order to control the disease? They're very angry. I've never heard them so angry as they have been in the last day or two since the rumours started circulating and then it was confirmed obviously yesterday afternoon by Matt Hancock. They just feel that the sector, and particularly hospitality, which has invested billions and billions, it was told what it had to do to make itself COVID compliant. It did it as a sector, as an industry, invested huge amounts of money. And then it's had this succession of on, off, on, off openings and closures. Um, and they also, what they also say is you look at retail people, um, you know, crowding in the streets of central London in the West End, Regent Street, particularly on Saturday when they had a, uh, a no car day. Uh, and they say, you know, we have gone the extra mile to create a safe environment. Retail, meanwhile, is allowed to stay open. We're not. That's just not fair. And it'll cost thousands of businesses and thousands of jobs. Is this recoverable, John? Are we going to lose a lot of businesses? And we are. There will be a lot of casualties from this. There's no question about it. I, and January is always seen as, even in the good times, as a graveyard month for restaurants and pubs and so on. And some big names have already gone. Many more will follow. I guess looking slightly further ahead, uh, London is, uh, you know, it's a remarkably resilient city and it's a remarkably popular city. We'll have to see what uh, what difference Brexit makes, but there's no reason to suppose longer term London's qualities will, you know, the DNA of London will, will sort of shine through again uh, and that those empty premises will in due course be filled by, you know, new businesses. Uh, it's just a sort of green shoots come through the you know the ash after a bushfire that that will happen in london there's no question but it's going to be it's going to be long and painful and many tears will be shed and many members of staff will lose their jobs and it's it's there's, you know there's going to be lots of sad empty premises on london through this coming winter i, I fear And that's the leader keep up to date with our live blog which you'll find at standard.co.uk this podcast is back tomorrow Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.